helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, Understanding Your Dreams. Dreams have been a fascination of mankind since the dawn of time. There are 21 dreams recorded in the Bible, 10 of them in Genesis and 5 in Matthew. So two books of the Bible account for 15 of the 21 dreams in Scripture. So in the book of Genesis, we have dreams such as King Abimelech's dream not to have any sexual intimacy with Sarah because God had revealed to him in a dream that Sarah was in fact Abraham's wife. We know that story very well that Abraham was afraid for his life and lied that Sarah was his sister. And so we have God revealing to Abimelech in a dream that she was in fact Abraham's wife. The second type of dream that we find in Genesis is dream about direction, where God gives direction. And so in Genesis chapter 31, 10, 11, Jacob, after fleeing to his to his uncle Laban to avoid the wrath of his brother Esau was told by God that he needed to return home. So we see this dream of God directing Jacob as to what to do. But we also see another type of dream in the book of Genesis, and these are dreams that are prophetic in nature. And we have these this type of dream represented by Joseph's dreams of the, the two dreams. The first is him dreaming of 11 stars and the sun and the moon bowing down to him, which his his brothers understood that the 11 stars represented them and that the moon and the sun represented his, his parents, their parents. And so what Joseph was in fact prophesying in this dream is that his brothers and his parents would bow down to him in in the sense that he would become a great leader. And as the book of Genesis played out, we see that this prophecy, in fact, came to pass. Joseph also had another dream of his brother's 11 sheaves of grain bowing down to his. This is still in Genesis 37. So we see dreams of the prophetic nature in that book. So we have talked about dreams of warning. We talked about dreams of direction. We talked about dreams of prophecy. But there's also dreams of assurance, at least one dream of assurance. And we see this in Genesis 28:12, where through this, this dream of a ladder that Jacob had while he was out in the wild, fleeing from his brother Esau and fearful from his life, the dweller in Hence, which is the meaning of his name, he's now living in the wild open spaces and being afraid for his life. God comforted him with this dream where God showed him in his sleep this ladder leading from heaven to earth and angels ascending 
and descending thereon. So in fact, what God was doing was showing Jacob that even though he was outside of what would be considered the presence of God outside of the security of his family and not in a particular holy place because in those days the holy places were considered the mountain. He's on this flat place, this flat ground where in fact he's using a stone for his pillow and God comforted him by showing him that dream. So we have had these different types of dreams that I have talked about. So of the the, the dreams represented the, the the dreams represented so far in Genesis the fifteen dreams I haven't gone through all of them but of the fifteen dreams it it is interesting to know that six of them are warnings six are prophetic two gives direction and one gives assurance but we also see dreams in the New Testament as well and. And five of the dreams in five of the dreams are in the book of Matthew. And so we have, for example, God warning the Magi not to return to Jerusalem. Again, that's a warning dream. We see dream of direction where the angel tells Mary and Joseph that they can safely return to Israel because Herod is dead. We know that story very well. I won't go into all the dreams, but suffice it to say that dreams are found throughout the the Bible and that they have different themes. And this show today is about understanding your dream. It is interesting to, to note that only one dream in Scripture is attributed to a woman. And that is not to say that women didn't have dreams in those days. It could just be the fact that most of the stories are about males. But we have this interesting dream by a woman, uh, in fact, and she's not a Jew. She's She is Pilate's wife, and she had this dream in which she saw Jesus, who was on trial by her husband. She had this dream in which a nightmare, it was called, in fact, where she, she was so startled by it that the Bible says in Matthew 27, 19, that she warned her husband not to have anything to do with this innocent man. And in fact, she was talking about Jesus. But we see that Pilate didn't heed his wife's warning and went ahead and uh, found Jesus guilty. The Talmud, which is the collection of Jewish civil and ceremonial law, has something very interesting to say about dreams and our understanding of dreams. The Talmud says that there are three types of dreams. And one, they said there are dreams of prophecy. There are dreams that originated from a person's thought and experiences. And third, they say that there are dreams of nonsense. So it's important for us to keep that in mind as we talk about understanding your dreams, that not all your dreams will have some very uh, important message or not all your dreams are going to be a message from God or some great revelation about your future. Some dreams might just be because you had too much pizza the night before. And so the Talmud speaks about these dreams of nonsense. So in this show today, we are going to be talking about understanding your dreams, what some of your dreams mean, how to make sense of your dreams. So so stay tuned. 
So it's important, though, before we go into that, for me to give a little bit more background, because dreams are not only found in the Bible. Dreams are found in all the records of ancient civilizations. So, for example, uh, according to Richard Craze in his book, Dreams, Understanding, and Interpretation, he said that the excavated dream books of the Babylonians and the Assyrians revealed that they were concerned with the evil origin of dreams, believing that dreams were sent by demons and spirits of the dead. So as protection, according to Richard Craze, uh, as protection, they built themselves temple to the god Mamu, the Babylonian goddess of dream. So immediately we see a difference here between the biblical dreams and the dreams of the Babylonians and the Assyrians. We see that the, the dreams of the Bible tends to be tend to be centered around God and angels, where the dreams of the Babylonians and the Assyrians, at least by the excavations that were made, seem to be centered around the fear of devils and demons. And, you know, because of that, they had the sense that they needed to protect themselves by by building this temple to, to, the, to the, the goddess of dreams. So that's a very important thing to keep in mind as we go into understanding your dream. Because I think a lot of the Assyrian and Babylonian way of looking at dreams have filtered into our Christianity. And so that takes me to the, my first point here today about understanding your dreams, and it has to do with understanding the fact that sexual dreams are not demonic. There is a big mis- misunderstanding today where there is this common uh, feeling in pop culture where people tend to think that sexual dreams are demonic, and there are people that have made gained millions of followers on YouTube because they perpetuate this fear and people are posting about how they can get rid of their nighttime demons. But notice that the Bible is silent on any demonic influences taking over a person during their dream. There is nothing that is said about that in, in the Bible. So this belief has crept into the Christian faith and it it started probably in the middle ages in the in the middle ages people started believing that a person could sin in their dreams and the churches started equating sexual desires with the devil so there was this belief in the middle ages that said that people could sin while they were sleeping And it became very commonplace. So it's important for us to understand this first point, that your dreams are not being caused by demonic entity. Your sexual dreams are not being caused by succubus and incubus demons, as is commonly believed. 
it should be noted that that these are Middle Age beliefs that were very common in in the Middle Ages. As a matter of fact, people back then they believed that these demons uh, could actually uh, result in women having children whose fathers were demons, and people believed that until scientifically it it was proven that this was not possible. It's interesting too to note that even the term nightmare that we commonly use has something to do with demons. This this term comes from two Middle English words, and by Middle English we're talking about English as was spoken between the 10th and the 15th century. So the word for night <coughs> comes from an old English word Nith, N-I-H-T, which means night, and mare, M-A-R-E, which means demons. And so the mare was considered to be this demonic entity that rode on the chest of sleeping people, making them feel as if they were suffocating during their dreams. And so they came up with this term, nightmare. So we see that this influence has made it its way into our language, that we even use this term, nightmares, without realizing that we are speaking of demons. So let me say in clarifying and refuting this belief that sexual dreams are caused by demons, that sexual dreams could have other symbolism. In other words, what I am saying that the images that a person has in their sexual dreams could mean something totally different. It could mean intimacy with God. It could it could mean that they're getting into a, a deeper a deeper understanding of their faith. It doesn't necessarily have to do with sexual desires. So an an example of of imagery that is used in dream can be found in one of Joseph's prophetic dreams in which, not Joseph's dream, but in Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's dream that seven skinny cows ate up the seven fat cows. So in that dream, the symbolism of the skinny cow had nothing to do with cow or beef for that matter. It had to do with the fact that there was going to be a famine in the land. So it's interesting that when it comes to sexual dreams, we tend to take these dreams at face value instead of thinking that there might be something else that God is trying to show us through these dreams and that they have nothing to do, they don't necessarily have anything to do with demons. But some people uh, thrive on selling fear. And so it's important for you to turn to your Bible and understanding your Bible to, to come to an understanding that this is not the case. Your dreams have nothing to do, your sexual dreams have nothing to do with demons. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Understanding Your Dreams. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-544-3546. 
Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. The second point in understanding your dreams is that recurring dreams are signs of unresolved matter. If you have a dream that you're having over and over again, it's most likely some unresolved issue in your life. So the first kind of unresolved issue could be some kind of a trauma that you have not dealt with. I have many of my clients who have experienced trauma, and when they come in for help for their trauma, they would often say that they have dreams of the trauma playing out itself in different ways. And sometimes they are the person involved in the trauma. Sometimes it's a family member. The circumstances are never identical in these recurring dreams. But the theme the themes are the theme is very consistent it's about some kind of accident that they have had or some kind of sexual abuse that they have suffered but the faces may change but it's the same dream just just with different players so if you're having a recurring dream you should ask yourself what trauma have i experienced that this dream is trying to resolve and so if the if the dream is recurring and sometimes the symbolism is actual and when when i say actual what i mean is for example someone who have had a car accident might have dreams and it's actually about their seeing this car crash and that's obvious because now you know yes this is about the accident that i have had but sometimes the symbols are different the symbols are representative of something else so for an ex- so for example in a in a dream about abuse the abuser can be a scary monster so this dream of the scary monster that keeps chasing you and trap you trap you in a room and just as he's about to to do some kind of uh damage to you, you wake up sweating profusely. That could be a dream about sexual abuse. And so maybe for the subconscious, it's easier to think of the scary monster, the abuser as being a scary monster instead of it being a father or a brother. And so these dreams, the symbols have changed. The person has changed and is now represented by a monster. So if you're having these dreams, you should look at the theme of what the dream represents. So in that example of the of the monster, the theme is danger. I am in danger. I am that another another uh, part of that dream is that the person feels powerless to powerless in terms of their strength against the monster. And as we begin to explore and to deconstruct the dream in that way, you can begin to see the similarities between the monster and and the sexual abuse that this person has suffered. The, the monster is big, 
much bigger. The person is, is tiny compared to the monster. So that is similar to the sexual abuse because when the person experiences sexual abuse in their life, they were only a five-year-old girl and the person that did it was a grown man or a grown woman. And so the monster represents this this power that this person had and the control that this person had over the innocent powerless child. So in understanding your dreams, it is important to deconstruct it so that you can get to an understanding of what is really meant by the images in your dream. The mistakes that we often make is to think that, oh, this dream is about a monster and I'm scared and I don't know what this is all about. But these kind of these kinds of dream, if they are recurring, it means that it is trying to resolve some unresolved trauma in your life. That's the first thing it could mean. But the other thing that uh, that recurring dreams could mean it could mean that there is some unresolved emotion. So unresolved emotions such as guilt. If you're feeling guilty about something in your past, you might have a recurring dream of that of that guilt. And it might show up in different ways. It might not be that you're thinking about the thing that you have done wrong, but it might show up in your dream as you being found guilty and going to prison and you have no idea what you did, why you ended up in prison in your dream, this dream of being, or it could be a dream of being locked up in a room where you can't get out. This could be your subconscious mind uh, saying that you feel guilty of something. And so it's it's... It's essential as you have these type of dreams, if it, if it is centered around these type of themes, to ask yourself, is there something in my life that I have done? Is there someone I have wronged that I have not made it right with? And so if you haven't made it right, then you are going to continue to have these kind of, uh, these kinds of dreams, and so it's 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 necessary to to understand what it's about, but it's also necessary to know that there are things you can do, and we'll get into that later on. That there are things that you can do to resolve these recurring dreams. Other unresolved emotions could be shame. So if you were embarrassed or made a shame because of something that happened in your past that you have not made peace with, you could have recurring dreams of being naked in public where you, you, you have these recurring dreams, you're naked and people are looking at you and you're embarrassed and you suddenly realize, wow, I left my house for work without my clothes on. This could be saying that you're carrying shame in your subconscious and that there is something that you need to have resolved. And so it's, it could also be feeling of being unprepared for an exam. You turn up and you start to, you're back in school, you're, you're way past school age in your life and you you. You are somehow back in your school years. You're back there in your class, and everyone knows that there was going to be an exam. You had no idea that there was going to be an exam, and you're unprepared, and you're feeling 
panic. This could be as a result of shame. And so it's important as you have these kind, when you have these kind of dreams, to ask yourself, what is this really about? What is this dream trying to tell me? Then there, there, there is the emotion of regret. Some of these recurring dreams could be as a result of regret that you have not dealt with. So, for example, you did not make the hockey team in high school, and you keep having these dreams of being back in high school, trying out for the team, and you in in each of these cases you may even dream that you're on the team and you know even though you'd never made the team and you lived with this regret that you did not make that team that you wanted to make so badly or maybe it was the cheerleading team maybe it it was for some group that you wanted to be the president of but you just never got that opportunity to in high school and you're having dreams of being back there in high school. And sometimes the themes, as I said, might not be in the the first uh, kind of dream that we talk about. It might not be exactly the thing that you didn't resolve in high school, but you're back there in some way, shape, or form. And this could be as a result of your subconscious trying to resolve that thing that you never resolved back then. It might be a workplace situation as well, where you're back in a, in a workplace that you got fired from. And so if you're having these kinds of recurring dream, you should stop and ask yourself some questions. Number one question is, what is the theme or what are the themes of these dreams that I am having? Is there something consistent in all of these dreams? And you might say, yes, in all of these dreams, I am back in school. What else is consistent in these dreams? In these dreams, I I am unprepared or I feel I feel embarrassed. These are going to give you clues as to how you can interpret that dream. And we're going to get into interpret dreams more in as we go into the second part, because this is going to be a, a two-part show. We're going to get more into interpreting dreams in 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 more specific way later on. But it's enough for us to say that if you're having recurring dreams, pay attention to those dreams. And another kind of uh, unresolved emotion dreams that people have is dreams that centers around the, the, th- the theme of unforgiveness. You might have a dream, for example, that you have not made it into heaven, you died and you ended up in hell and you wake up sweating. Or it might be that, you know, you, you, you feel that you are somehow being violent to someone in your, in your dream and you're angry or you're fighting with someone in your dream. These could all be signs that you have unresolved forgiveness or bitterness in your heart to someone that you have not forgiven. So if you're having these kinds of dreams, it's important for you to understand the themes of these dreams and begin to question what's really going on, who 
What kinds of unresolved emotions do I have in my life? When I do this work with my clients, what I find is that even if we don't know exactly what the dream is about, when we deal with the unresolved emotions, whether it be regret, whether it be shame, whether it be unforgiveness or guilt, when we deal with those factors, the dreams stop. The recurring dreams go away. There's a lot more that I have to say about dreams, but we will continue this two parts series next week. So I want to thank you for being with us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. I want to remind you that we are a not-for-profit organization. So if you like these podcasts, please consider making a donation to this ministry. You can do so by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also uh, find out more about the uh, topics like these and other topics by going to our YouTube page, which you can you can find by just typing Elim Counseling Services in YouTube and there will be almost 200 podcasts like this one for your listening pleasure. So until next time I want to thank you for being with us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show and I pray that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. 